So testing one, two, three, four, five. This, that's probably this okay. This is a Korean we, yeah. interpreter, and it's wonderful. It yeah, we love it. It's such a good sound. Yeah. Really? 360. Yeah. It's a little okay. Korean thing. We, okay. we, what did it cost you, like 40, 40 bucks? 40 bucks. A little Korean thing. It's a little Korean. <laughs> I have a joke there, but I won't even do <laughs> Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast. The best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hi, this is Dr. Susan Little. And Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. See, I did it right out of the gate this you time. You are awesome. And this is the Purr Podcast. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we can't you forget that. You had no hesitation. No, I didn't have it. Well, I always have hesitation. Yeah, she is yeah. a hesitator. Once one of our guests had to start because I got yeah. stuck. Yeah, deer in the headlights. So, I know. You? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I have never seen Dr. Susan Little. Like at a loss for words? The ever. Famous Dr. Susan Little. <laughs> oh. yeah, she is famous. No, there's I know. two. There's two famous Dr. Susan Little. I know. I know. But, this is the small yeah, we have we have the famous Steve Dale with us. Uh -huh. yes. yes, yes, and yes. I'm so excited to talk about uh, making history, which yeah, is what we so. did at the so, University of California Davis. And before yeah. we go there, oh, oh, okay. see, you're anxious. You're, you're, I am. You're, you're chomping the bit here. <laughs> I'm doing what? I'm chomping Am I a horse? The bit. Okay. Yes, I feel you pull. Okay, <laughs> pull back, pull back, pull back. So I'm uh, just so excited to be here, Steve Dale. Um, this is the second time that you're on the Purple Podcast. We, I know, we, and there's only very few people. One other repeat guest? One. Who was that? only the second repeat yes. guest. You could have been the first one. Darn it. I wanted to be the first Dr. Michael Lappin. Dr. Michael Well, okay. Yeah, I can't Michael Lappin was yeah. the second time. Yeah. Yeah. We're so excited that you are here. So yeah. do you remember what we talked about the last time? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest. I know. I, I, yeah. Does Susan remember? Does no. She remember? No. <laughs> no. So we don't remember. But you, it was a great interview. Good. So thank you. Thank it's, you. And it's an honor. This and, will be better. And, and I would like to say to our audience that we're so thankful for Steve because his the wonderful voice that you hear in the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Of our podcast is Steve. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you have I was paid a lot of money radio. to do that. Yes. I have, a, I have a face for radio too. Oh, yes. And and you know, the, the thing is, yeah, we pay you with lots of love. I'll take it. Aww. I'll and, take it. And, well, she is supposed to buy me a margarita. That has not Here happened. That's yeah. an age-old yeah. argument. Yeah, the margarita thing. So uh, I think you're like 10 behind. Yeah. I am. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, oh, they're ganging up on me. <laughs> we are a little bit. So I have been on the board of the Wind Feline Foundation now for 12 years. Long time. 13 years, something yeah. like that. Oh, and that's what we talked about last time. Yes, yeah, so maybe a little bit. And it was you. Susan Little, who brought me in it's to be on the board. It's your fault. It's my fault. She went away at some point in time. I and did. Said, I left I, you. I did my time. I'm leaving you behind. I left you behind. But it's a great board to be left behind on because the work that we do mm -hmm. is, is just amazing. Uh, and what we do is support uh, cat health studies, which yeah. we fund. And the Wind Foundation has been doing that now for 52 years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That is amazing. And I don't believe there's a cat out there that you treat yeah. or that you treat mm. that hasn't in some way been impacted every day by the Wind Feline Foundation. And tell us a little bit about yourself. About myself? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yola's like, I wanted to start with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm trying to get around that. The, the why behind Steve Dale. Oh, the why behind Steve Dale. People don't care about it. 
Um, well, I, I'm on the board of the Winfeline Foundation. <laughs> no. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. And you heard that. They had a really nice study, or you were going to talk about it that, a, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Lots of studies, but bit. yeah. Um, about me? Yeah. Sure. I know you used to be a celebrity journalist. Used to be? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what happened to my career? Okay. Is there something I should know? Okay. So that's kind of phrased wrong because it yeah, kind of sounds like you used to be a celebrity and now you're not. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> okay. What happens this, in this, this room? This I don't know. It's off in a total different direction than I wanted to. But Steve, tell us a little bit about uh, where you're coming from and why you're sitting here. Because you invited me? And he came from the elevator. I walked him Yeah, up. yeah. She walked me up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you two are just the best today, you know. And, and no wonder that people it's... say, we never know where these interviews go. And no, <laughs> I don't, for sure. You know. So what do you want to know? I'm sorry. I don't mean day. to be difficult. So what do you want to know? Chicago. I am from Chicago. I'm a certified animal behavior consultant. Mm -hmm. I uh, write newspaper columns. I write a blog. Mm -hmm. I write for veterinary practice. Pardon me? I love your blog. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I write for, you read it? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Stevedale.tv, by the way, if yes, you want to exactly. read it. Thank you. Uh, I write for veterinary practice news and for Catster, the journal of the uh, NAFTA, the North American, American Veterinary Technicians, Technicians Association, Association. Uh, and other folks also. Uh, and I host three radio shows because well, one is just not enough no. for me. It's like one podcast isn't enough. Yeah. Yola's up to three now. Yeah. Are you really? Mm. You're catching up with mm. me. Mm. I know, I know. I know. I'm trying to compete, but you know, it's a it's a goal that is it's so It's a far lofty away. goal. Not hardly. No, no. <laughs> I'm happy to just be working and to yes. be able to make a difference with organizations like the Wind Feline yeah. Foundation. And be the voice. You're you're a really good voice for them, right? That's what's important for a funding organization like WIN. They do a lot of work that nobody knows about. So they yeah. need a voice. Well, yes. Thank you. Yes. The cat cafe needs a, needs a voice too. So maybe we should use Steve to put it into the world. Yeah. Our new podcast, our, Cat our, Cafe. Yeah. Our, our, do you our, know about that? I, I've read a little bit. Our cat social, owner podcast. So tell me about that. It's a it's an infant podcast. Yes. It's very young. Babe, you're interviewing little babies? Um. Well, <laughs> so I used to say that, that Per Podcast was a baby podcast because it's very young. Yeah, so it's it's a toddler podcast now. Uh huh. Yeah, and I so think our, it's an adolescent, an adolescent with, podcast. Yeah, with so many you know downloads every I week. See. We're adolescent. I think it's pretty adolescent. So we started a new podcast that's designed for cat owners. Okay. It's called the Cat Cafe. Cat Cafe. So it's the baby now. Can I be on that one? Sure. Yeah, of course. Of course. Sure. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so we need to promote it a little bit yeah. because we want cat owners to be aware. That I'm happy to help do that. Awesome. Yeah, like of course. Yeah. So let's talk about FIP. Yeah. Because that's why you're here. Yes. And we're so excited. And that's, what, that's well, what you want to talk about. Yeah, it is what I want to talk about because, and you will pick up some of this, uh, Dr. Little, and you will too, Dr. Kerbenstein. So can I cut it out? Huh? Can I cut it out? No, you won't want to cut it out. <laughs> He's See, a surgeon. Is, He's oh, a surgeon. I'm uh, slow, aren't I? So uh, the Wynn Foundation has held its own symposium now for 25 years or something like that. Uh, we've held special symposia, including some on feline infectious peritonitis. But we've never done anything like this. So what we did is bring experts together from around the world, pretty much anyone who we have funded mm -hmm. over the course of two decades to study FIP. And so what we, is FIP? Feline infectious peritonitis. Okay. And, you know, what I want to circle back to is how this topic right now, at least at the time we're recording it, is really in the news. Mm -hmm. 
because of this thing that is in the news called the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And I want to circle back to all that and how all of this relates in a way to people and how it doesn't relate to people, uh, which, which we could talk about. But feline infectious peritonitis happens in some cats where there is a mutation of the coronavirus. Uh, can I use a scientific term? Sure. They have a dipsy doodle mutation. Oh, that's a good one. That, thank a you. Dipsy doodle <laughs> mutation. Okay, I'm yeah. waking up. <laughs> All right. You've not heard that one? Mm. I like that. Very yeah, technical. Yeah, I thought so. Mm. So the strange mutation happens. Nobody knows exactly why it happens, although we talked about this. There's conjecture about it. Anyway, we brought all these people together to speak, and we did a lot of this in a roundtable format so there can be interaction between all of the experts. Well, in the audience at the University of California, Davis, and this is cool, were veterinarians, veterinary students, technicians and nurses, and also cat fanciers, and just cat lovers who wanted to be there. The, the other group that was there are people that have experienced FIP with their own kittens mm -hmm. and are using some of the products that are available yeah. online, which we'll get to, and have had success with it. Also, one of the companies, one of the companies that has one of the products that we'll talk about, a black market product, uh, they were there as well in the audience. Mm -hmm. So you had a wide variety of people. So when you speak at veterinary conferences mm -hmm. and you speak at veterinary conferences, typically you speak to veterinary professionals, of course, mm -hmm. right? This had everybody there. Mm -hmm. And that was interesting mm -hmm. because you have all these different perspectives. We also had people watching from around the world. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Oh, it was streamed. Yeah, exactly. It was streamed. So we had questions from Greece. We had questions from, gosh, somewhere in the Orient, I don't remember, but we had questions from Thailand. Uh, we had questions from the UK. And that means that people were staying up because this is real yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So it was three in the morning or whatever, whatever it was, and they were staying up to watch this. And I thought, that is really cool. That is very cool. And we had hundreds and hundreds of people watching live uh, online this thing, uh, which I had the honor to moderate. Hmm. Uh, and it was, and, and there was a lot of question and answer from the audience. Now, the meat and potatoes of it all is that when you wrote even the most recent book, and you'll have to tell me what you wrote, but I know because I read it, about FIP, and that book is called The Cat. The Cat. Catchy title. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that book, I think, weighs 700 pounds. I know. No, no. Five kilos, I weighed it. Yeah, and you know what? The best story is... I don't even know what five where, kilos means. Okay, Wherever where we have lectures, there is this poor, especially in Asia, there's this poor little people that come with these <laughs> loads of books that they hardly can carry because they're so heavy, and they have traveled for hours with that book so in their backpack for her to sign. I actually believe you. Mm -hmm. yes. No, no. Mm -hmm. And it is an amazing book, right? Everything, everything you've ever wanted to know about cats is in that book. There isn't a thing that isn't in that book about cats. But the FIP information in the next edition is going to change, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when you went to veterinary school and you went to veterinary school five, six years ago. Exactly. Uh -huh. In the land before time. I just <laughs> want to say, where are you going, Steve? Yeah, where no, are you going I'm, with I'm, this? I'm on your side. Okay, good. I'm, I'm thinking that... You were taught that FIP is fatal. Universally fatal. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's not the case anymore. Yeah. And if there's that, I don't want to bury the lead. So the headline from this <laughs> entire event mm -hmm. is that it's 
not considered fatal anymore. And, and or, 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 or universally fatal anyway. That's a good way to put it. And our leadoff speaker was Dr. Niels Peterson, who arguably has studied FIP longer. He first described it and has studied it longer than anyone. Mm. And I think, you tell me if you agree, probably knows more about the disease oh, than the disease knows about the disease. He's forgotten more about that disease than I ever knew. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's very funny and probably true. Yeah, he's amazing. So he was the leadoff speaker and participated throughout the entire event, either as a member of the audience, raising his hand, raising his hand when he felt like it, and or participating as a panel member. And he was the leadoff speaker, explaining first what FIP is and isn't. Uh, But the headline, getting back to what I was saying, the headline, and you tell me what you guys think about this. uh, To me, it's amazing that we now know enough that there is an antiviral drug that might be brought to market. They're working on it. We have the company that is working on it in the US to bring it to market, which doesn't happen overnight. No. You know, and that's the thing, it's, which it's we'll a talk process, about. Yeah. But isn't that amazing? Oh. Did you ever think we'd be at that point? You know, I always hope that before I have to, I am forcibly dragged out of veterinary medicine <laughs> in my, you know, 100th year, if I'm mm-hmm. so lucky. I've always hoped that there would be uh, a drug available. Um, did I think it would be this soon? No, no, because until recently there wasn't even a glimmer, mm-hmm. right? There wasn't yeah. even a glimmer. So um, unlocking that that secret in a way of which antiviral type of drug is the right type, that's like unlocking a big door and mm-hmm. opening up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I. Uh, Do you concur? No, absolutely. I, I was flabbergasted when uh, the news came out. And there were two articles, as a matter of fact, yeah. relatively quickly after each other. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's a big change. Yeah. Because until now, it was a death sentence. Yeah. Exactly. But we're in a little bit of a gray zone because we now know what kind of drugs, right? But we don't actually have a licensed drug, right? So we're in this kind of... Uh, so what's in- happened... Mm-hmm. is that, and this is the biggest, I mean, there was a lot talked about, and there's a lot of other news, and we could talk about some of it, but the headline is, okay, now what do we do? We've got, we know this drug and this class of drugs, because probably, like with FIV AIDS, we'll, we'll need, need more, more than, than one, one, right? Exactly. So we know that, but that's not going to happen tomorrow. And cats or kittens, mostly, right, diagnosed with FIP, they can't wait. They're not going to wait five years until the drug approval comes along. And they're trying to hurry up the approval, but still, it will take a couple of years at least. Yeah. Meanwhile, China, yeah. some manufacturers there saw our market and said, you know what? There are people who really need something. Mm-hmm. And right, wrong, or otherwise, they've come they up with some products. They, they did. And at least one of these drugs, anecdotally, I am saying, seems to work. And there were a lot of people in the audience who said, my cat is, quote, cured. I don't know what cured means, but they were saying that. Uh, do we have data to show this? That's part of the problem. We don't even know what's in the drug. We have no data. But if you have a kitten with FIP, what are you going to do? We've never even heard that anecdotally before, right? So over the years, a lot of different drug options have been tried, and we never heard this type of buzz right, right. around any of the other ones. Exactly. And then the skeptic in me says, okay, and I'm really happy that you say that, Steve, and, and, and is one. However, 
I, I'm an evidence-based person, mm-hmm. so I want to see the evidence before I can really promote something that I'm not totally sure about. So I, I know that the articles that are published, that's evidence and that's right. And I'm, but that's not this drug, and, which and is your point. We don't even know what they're putting in this drug from China. So as a veterinarian, there's an issue here. Ethically, can you promote this? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, in part it's legal, legal in part it's ethical, and and in part, you know, so what I think the consensus, people are all over the map Mm -hmm. about their views. If there was a consensus in the room among the veterinarians, it was, okay, clients are gonna find out the stuff exists. Hopefully they will come to you for supportive care. And maybe for that, you can say, I'm not gonna oversee the drug. I'm not gonna recommend the drug, but I'm not gonna say you shouldn't be on it. That's your choice. But the cat will need supportive care. The kitten will need supportive care. And maybe that I can do as well as give you advice along the way, because that's not unethical. Uh, but again, I don't know that there's a right or wrong here. So this was a great end of the first part. I know, I know. And we have so much more to talk about. Uh-huh. So promise us you'll come back for part two. I know. Time goes by so fast. I know, I know, but... And it's hot news. Yes, hot yes. hot news for yep. various so we'll reasons. Uh, even more updates from um, the Win Feline Foundation and from F for on FIP that uh, Steve will fill us in. So everybody stay tuned for the, the next uh, episode. Yes. And make sure that you listen in your favorite podcast mm-hmm. app. Go to our website, perpodcast.net. You can see our list of episodes and you can even listen live online there. And on social media, our handle is? Is at perpodcast. At perpodcast. Well done, That's y'all. it. And I didn't even have to think about it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so thank much. Thank Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs. And you can follow her on social media with the handle at Cat Pet Dr. Yola Kerpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVE. T-S-X. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kerpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at Podcast. 